Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode number 54 of the Cannabis 101 podcast, where it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. And we're going to discuss uh, medicinal cannabis on, on today's show a little bit in This Week in Cannabis News. But my name is Dean Millard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, depending on uh, what time you are listening to this, I'm just glad you've decided uh, to download uh, this edition of the podcast. You can find all of the past episodes at Cannabis 101 Podcast. .ca. All right, before we get into what's coming down the hash pipe, let's find out what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe in a crate, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? So when I say what's your groove, I want to know what is it that you are grooving to if you are indeed uh, consuming cannabis while listening to this podcast. Not if you're driving, obviously. Um, but anyway, I want to know what you're grooving to if you are. Uh, do you have a joint of something? Uh, what are you throwing in your bong? Did you take some drops or maybe an edible? Anything. If you are consuming, uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101 and let me know what you're grooving with. We're also on uh, Instagram at the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, I'm going with some uh, Pure Sun Farms, the hybrid ounce bag. Um, it's such a good deal. Uh, just, uh, you know, like 120 some dollars or something like that. Maybe uh, give or take a few around there. I can't exactly remember what I paid for it. Uh, and I don't, uh, know, but I know I like Pearson farms. Uh, so I know I like their strains and I know it's good quality. And when I have it, it is indeed good quality and, and it's easy. Um, I grabbed it, uh, a while back when I was picking up, uh, one of our strains for what's that strain at, Jasper Ave Nova Cannabis with my good buddy Chris Ionson. Use the click and collect in and out, and there you go. So uh, while you guys uh, get your groove on, as will I. Give me one second, please. There we go. As quick as that bong hit was, that's how fast you can be in and out, click and collect. Tap, grab your stuff, you're done. They'll have it ready for you. All right, so here is what's coming down the hash pipe on this show. All right, all right, all right. 
Uh, we do not have a main guest. Uh, we had one lined up. We had to reschedule for next week. Uh, it is uh, Dan, the man behind Numo Cannabis. Uh, they just opened a new store on 124th. I stopped by there for their grand opening, met some really cool people. It's a great looking shop, neat entrance. Uh, so we're going to find a story about uh, him, and it's a great story. I promise you you'll be blown away by his story. So that's going to be next week. Might have some cool goodies to uh, something to give away uh, on that show as well. So this week, we have a little bit more time for David Wiley from the OZ on This Week in Cannabis News. We're going to talk about uh, COVID hitting a grow facility, uh, the pain of getting medicinal cannabis. We're also going to discuss exercise and weed, and unfortunately, uh, some more layoffs uh, in the cannabis industry. Uh, Chris Ionson mentioned him earlier from Nova on Jasper Ave and our educator on What's That Strain. We are doing Lava Cake from Delta 9. It's delicious. Um, we Chris and I recorded this on Tuesday, and uh, afterwards, uh, I watched Harlem Nights with Lava Cake, and I loved that movie, and I laughed even more. Uh, with lava cake, uh, you'll find out why I picked uh, a, a kind of a, a funny, goofy, silly comedy. Malka LaBelle will be by with uh, this, uh, the business of cannabis. She's, of course, from the Green Generation Co. We're going to discuss gray market operations in plain sight and much more. Our cannabis question is about your favorite type of product and our uh, promo code uh, for a 50% off a DNA kit will be given out a little bit later as well. We'll also tell you how you can sign up for the Weed Weekly and get in on our monthly giveaways. But let's get going with our cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blintz. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So uh, today's cannabis question is, what is your favorite type of product uh, that is available on the legal market? Not your favorite product that, you know, the guy down the street makes, um, which is, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm saying makes and sells. Um, there's a lot of cool products that uh, people can make on their own and not sell. So I'm talking about when you can go to a store um and and buy a product or you can buy the cannabis and make the product at home uh, yourself so what is your favorite uh, type of uh, legal cannabis product and I, th the reason i ask this is i'm trying to find out all different ways i can uh use cannabis and i and i hope i don't i don't think i found them all for sure so uh, the gauge says flower all the way for this guy, uh, Gage Steinke, friend of the show from uh, Plant Life, Jensen Lakes. Um, I am really love. I picked up some uh, batter from Stigma uh, the other day, and uh, I also love. Uh, you know, I know uh, Good Buds had to walk back on the the name of what they put out for their live resin. It's you know the hash. I like it though. I, I throw it in my bowls, uh, and good on them for 
you know, it's coming out and saying, hey, yeah, we, we labeled it wrong. We'll we'll do better next time. So I, I'd much rather deal with a company that is upfront and honest about a mistake they made uh, than trying to hide it, uh, unfortunately, like uh, sometimes happens. So do you love uh, flour, oil, extracts, vapes, edibles, drinks, gummies, whatever? What is your favorite uh, that it, like, I love flour, man, too. I love a joint. I love in my bong, my, uh, my Hexasaurus Rex, uh, that I named from burnt. I, I love throwing flour into my, uh, supernova, uh, my, uh, volcano hybrid. So, but I'm also loving the, uh, the dabbing experience. I'm not loving the torch in the dabbing experience. Uh, and I am looking into you know, hopefully getting uh, uh, like either an e-nail or I want to get a, one of the portable ones. I want to get a portable dab rig. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to do some research and, and find out what the best one I think is. If you have any suggestions, uh, please send them my way uh, at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter. You can hit me up there um, or you can just email me cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com if you have thoughts on some uh, portable dab rigs out there love to hear from you i've been reaching out to some different companies to try to bring them onto the show and and tell us about their products and and help uh, you learn as as i learn so uh, i'm loving the batter i had some shatter uh from fireside the other day um it was the the first uh, i've tried shatter twice uh the first one came in almost like shards it looked like shards of glass i loved it easy to grab throw it in my quartz banger boom uh the next one i got was like one mound of hard stuff and i don't even think i've used uh i think there's still like a, a quarter of what was originally there but you know i was picking up shatter for days in my office here in my area uh, because as i try to get it out it would fly everywhere so uh, I, I i love i like shatter uh but i don't like um i don't want to use a product that is difficult to use uh so when it comes to those shards that was perfect and that's the way i've seen shatter before a friend of mine had a vaporizer and he would put shatter in it and that's the way i'd always seen it and almost like shards um, I like the stuff that's easy to get out and easy to use. Using cannabis shouldn't be a whole lot of work. It shouldn't be hard. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, the dab rigs are great, but like I said, I'm not a fan of the torch. I've burnt myself a couple times, so I'm looking at some other options, but as, as a, if you, if I had to pick one, I'm probably going with flour and a bong joint, uh, would be, uh, probably number two when it comes to flour, but. I'm definitely a big uh, bong guy. So send me your uh, responses, your thoughts on that, uh, and tell me what product you like, and you could be eligible for a Cannabis 101 prize pack. As for what goes well with cannabis, that is anything that you pair with cannabis. For me, it's documentaries, and I've started to watch, get into them a little bit more. Um, I've watched uh, 13 on Netflix about the uh, 13th Amendment, the Emancipation of Slavery, which just turned into um uh americans basically arresting black people and turning them into slaves that way it's a really eye-opening documentary about the american prison system and uh the um prejudice against black people and then there's a really um a good series the untold history of the united states it's by oliver stone so you know he has his uh, conspiracy thoughts and stuff like that uh, at, at times i guess or um, you know i i think it's really well done i haven't i haven't watched any of it and thought well that's outlandish but it's really interesting to find out some of the things that actually happened with uh, the united states especially with the manhattan project so i've i've really gotten into that um you know i grabbed some eight ball kush 
uh, as we talked about on What's That Strain a, a week ago. Uh, it's maybe some Jack Herrera, which always gets some deep thought and creativity going with me. So grab some cannabis, watch a documentary, uh, and then have a, a, a very thought, deep, thoughtful post-production conversation with uh, maybe somebody you watched or uh, online or something like that. So I'd say documentaries is what pairs well uh, with cannabis. And of course, we have the Weed Weekly that comes out every Friday. You can get the latest on what's happening with C101 by subscribing to the Weed Weekly at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. If you sign up, you're in the mix for our monthly prize pack, but only for subscribers. Plus, it's an easy way to keep up with, hopefully, one of your favorite podcasts. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. David Wiley from the OZ joining me as usual as uh, we go into this week in cannabis news here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Check it out at okanaganz.com slash OZ and follow them on Twitter at okanaganz and at Wiley Writer. David, how are things out in sunshine? Is, is, is it like literally the sunshine capital of Canada? They like to say that here in the Okanagan, and uh, you, when the sun does shine, it's gorgeous. Um, it's, it does get pretty gray in the wintertime, you know, sunny summers. Uh, in the winter, we just go up to the top of the, the mountains, and we, we ski up there in the sunshine and leave all of our problems back down in the valley. A magical yeah. ski run. No kidding. Well, right. um, there, there are certainly some problems uh, when it comes to um, a Smith Falls employee at Canopy Growth uh, testing positive for COVID-19. Now, early on in COVID, we heard of a lot of retail stores, not a lot, but some retail stores having to close or, you know, change hours because of employees. Some places didn't lose hardly any. Other places lost a lot. I was surprised we didn't hear more about facilities being affected and, and growing facilities being affected. And, and here we have this story coming out about Smith Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no industry is immune when it comes to COVID-19. And uh, you know, it's, it's hit home at the largest cannabis company in Canada, Cannabis Growth, of course. They confirmed to CTV News that uh, an employee in their Smith Falls plant tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so that uh, that positive test came back on July 3rd, and the employee hasn't been actually in the facility since the June 25th. Uh, here in Canada, we've really been lucky compared to other parts of the world, and uh, there was a lot of uh, anxiety really uh, just a few months ago about how hard we would be hit. Uh, and so far, it seems like a, a lot of places 
have generally escaped. Um, you know, we're, we're wearing our, our masks in Toronto uh, and everyone's, hopefully everyone anyway, most people for sure that I've seen are following all the protocols. Um, but even with, even with that, we're still finding cases. And uh, so Canopy has been taking its own um, measures to try and keep employees safe. And uh, they, they do note that as a licensed producer that they follow generally like the strictest uh, cleanliness guidelines, right? So employees are wearing um, full personal protection equipment. Um, they're working in sterilized production spaces. And uh, just like a lot of other places, just ensuring that no one who's ill is coming into work. They're not allowed on these production facilities. This is something that uh, Canopy has been working um, to prevent since March. Um, you know, the best laid plans, right? There's unfortunately really no way to to guarantee that people won't slip through. And uh, we know, I feel like a lot of the time, like we know less about COVID-19 um, than, than we actually know about it. Uh, the way that it, that it transmits, uh, sometimes even without people feeling any symptoms are passing it along um, where the virus is living on different types of surfaces and uh, how it's getting places. Um, You can only do so much to prevent. And uh, and this is really a case showing that, uh, that no matter how hard you try, sometimes these cases can still flip through. Yeah. Well, it's a really good point about the, the, the grow facilities. I mean, if, if, it's going to be really hard. Like they're working extra hard all the time to keep mm-hmm. contamin- contaminants out. Like I've, I've heard stories of people that, you know, if you have a, a grow up at home, if you have your four plants at home and you come in contact with those plants, you got to have a shower before you go to work. And then when you get to work, there's, there's simp- there's um, uh, things that they're, they're measures that are taking. So, um, you know, as, as surprised as I was, I, I guess I shouldn't be because they're already uh, in, uh, you know, germ phobia mode, if, if you will, as far as trying to protect <laughs> yeah. their, their plants and, and obviously their people. Very much so. And this, is, this has been a question from the beginning to everyone grocery shops. So how do you prevent uh, the virus from sneaking into your home from something you bring back from the grocery store? And that's also a risk when it comes to purchasing cannabis. I mean, how do you prevent it coming uh, coming into contact with something that maybe has come from a real retail store or, uh, of course, come from an LP somewhere down the line? Uh, and generally, Canopy itself has, has told consumers that to handle these products just like you would handle food. Mm-hmm. So uh, before you're touching anything that's going to be inhaled or ingested, uh, wash your hands thoroughly and uh, try to limit the contact that the product has with surfaces now. You betcha. All right, let's move on to uh, a story that uh, you published uh, at the Oz, and uh, this is unfortunately personal experience for you, but medical cannabis is a pain to access, if I can steal the title. <laughs> uh, this is first-hand experience for me. I haven't talked much about it, but a few months back, um, I really injured myself. I was in the middle of a move, and learn the hard way what happens when you don't lift with your knees and instead you lift with your back. Um, so let my personal experience please be a, be something that you can learn from. Uh, and I felt a zap in my lower back, uh, crumpled to the floor, managed to crawl myself into bed. Um, and it's been a few months of recovery. I finally got in to see a doctor. They sent me in for an MRI. And uh, boom, once you know it, I had a herniated disc in the lower lumbar um, boy, I tell you, it's just, it's pain. 
lots of pain all the time. And uh, thankfully, from the beginning, I had a little bit of relief. CBT, CBD is a really good anti-inflammatory. Um, THC helps me to, you know, work through the pain. And uh, right off the bat from the rec- recreational market, I was able to access. But this, is, this, I thought, was a great opportunity to see what it's like trying to access medical cannabis. And it is hard. The, the cannabis in the medical uh, side of things is stuck in the past. And uh, it took me over a month. I still don't have the medicine that I've been prescribed. Um, so let me walk you through the process a little bit. The first thing that I had to do was, was go to my doctor, got the MRI. Obviously, that showed that, uh, that I had a serious condition that required some form of relief. Um, but my, my doctor was not willing uh, or not able to actually prescribe cannabis um, for his own reasons, and particularly the reasons of the BC College of uh, Surgeons and Physicians, which really acts as a gatekeeper to prevent people from accessing medical cannabis. So I had to go through and find another organization that could act as a proxy and um, prescribe cannabis to me. I, uh, there's very little information that you can find online. Uh, eventually, I turned to the Reddit forum and uh, through there found that National Access Cannabis does uh, seem to have a pretty good reputation, went to them. You know, this, this is days in the making. Um, finally made contact through email, and it took weeks to get an actual virtual appointment with a nurse. Um, after that process was done, yes, they confirmed that, yes, in fact, I have a herniated disc and that cannabis is a good solution to help with the pain um, and, you know, CBD for the inflammation. So it took a couple more days to get my hands on that treatment plan, a couple more days to register with the licensed producer, and then once you order, it still takes days in order to get it. So imagine for a second if you need a prescription medication uh, for any other condition that's not cannabis, and you go to a doctor, the doctor will hand you the prescription, figure out what you need, hand you the prescription. You can go to the pharmacy down the road and have that prescription filled, and within an hour or so, you have the medicine you need. Waiting a month to get access to something that's going to provide you some relief is ludicrous. And and I really brought up my sympathy levels for people who are in worse positions than I am. Uh, I think about, you know, a lot of the states even that just do not have access to a recreational market and are reliant on a medical cannabis system. I can only hope that they don't have to wait to the length of time and go through the, the hoops that we have to here in Canada in order to get medicine it just i i just don't uh like that whole process i'm exhausted listening to it man because it's <laughs> it's crazy yeah. i mean and and the fact that you can't um you know get your medical cannabis uh, covered by ins- an insurer right now or, or whatever plan you have is, is silly but don't worry you got your heroin is covered if you want to if you need to get oxycontin or some of these other terrible terrible opiates i mean we're, we're covering these pills that there's there's data to back up that are, are have debilitating side effects versus cannabis. It's just so ass backwards, in my opinion. It really is. I'm not alone in this. Since, since the article was published, I've had people contacting me with similar experiences. And this isn't my first rodeo. 
I, I suffered a pretty major concussion and a very bad back after a mountain bike crash years ago. And, uh, you know, rather than even going through this ridiculous process, I had a, a friend who knew a friend who grew and, uh, and I was able to get some relief that way. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest reasons that we're going through the legalization process, according to our government, is to uh, cut into the black market. Well, when you've got to jump through hoops like this, who can blame anyone for going to their neighbor or a guy who knows a guy? Yeah. No kidding. Um, it's just, you, you just want pain relief, right? And and that's the, the thing that you're looking for is fast. And, and especially with the back, anybody who's had a back injury knows that you're pretty much done with anything else that you were, uh, were trying to do, which leads us into our next story about exercise. We have a back injury, pretty tough to exercise, but that stereotype <laughs> yeah. about People who use cannabis, the lazy stoner stereotype, and we've already disproved that. Harvard is doing studies on 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 how cannabis is is uh, productive in, in these Ivy League schools. So I don't think the weed is for dummies is anymore. And and now it sounds like you know weed is actually good for exercise or good for exercising. This is a really interesting study that's been published by researchers at the University of Colorado Boulder. And uh, it, like you said, it pushes back against that uh, stereotype of the lazy stoner sitting on the couch eating chips. Um, th- this study here focused on uh, people who are use or endorse cannabis who are 60 years or older. And what it found was that they are actually slightly more fit and active than people who don't partake. Um, more than half of Americans right now, according to research, are just not engaging in the minimum amount of recommended exercise. And, you know, the same can be said here in Canada. We're, we're suffering from a similar uh, lackadaisical attitude toward keeping fit. And as you get older, people are using, uh, you know, people are, are trying to fight pain by using different types of medications um, that people need to stay active in order to counteract some of the risks. So taking some of these factors into account and the fact that cannabis is growing fastest among seniors as a demographic than any other, uh, they took a look at how cannabis impacts exercise and staying fit. And so that's what they came away with, that the people generally, even before going into this uh, this study, a prescribed exercise program, they call it, they, they had a lower uh, body mass index or BMI, even going into it. And generally reported, uh, you know, a higher uh, uh, likelihood that they were being active. That doesn't necessarily mean that the participants in the study were going out and running marathons. It means that they're puttering around the house. People are going for their daily walk. They're uh, out in the garden. You know, they're doing work around the house. So generally, just a low impact type of activity that uh, that has a tendency to help keep people fit later in life. And as the study went on and people continued on through this uh, prescribed exercise program, they found that the, those who had a tendency towards cannabis actually did better, that they, they exercised more and they stuck to the program. Um, you know, the researchers say that there, there are a lot of factors that they didn't necessarily take into account while they were doing this. And that's partly when people were using cannabis. Was it before they exercised? Was it as they exercised? Was it after maybe as a reward? We don't know. How were they using cannabis? Were they smoking? Were they uh, 
vaping? Were they using edibles or topicals? We don't know. Um, were they using high THC, low CBD, high CBD, low THC? We don't know. So one of the really fascinating aspects that came out of this study uh, for me was that there are so many different areas that require further attention uh, and that require more research so that we can find out uh, some of the best practices maybe. Uh, but this is great to see, um, you know, as you get older, like me, unfortunately, we do have a tendency toward, uh, toward pain and suffering. Um, you know, pain only lasts a lifetime, right? So if we have a way to, uh, to counter some of that effect and make sure that people are continuing to be active, then, uh, you know, all hands on deck. Well, it's uh, it's so refreshing to see some of these, and and like you said, there's a lot of questions, but the 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 main answer is that it's cannabis. Whether it might be CBD or THC, we don't know, but people are using cannabis, and uh, I I think it's great. Like, I, listen, I'm not going to recommend you roll a Canagar blunt and go for a, a marathon <laughs> run because that's probably not going to help your lung capacity. But lots of times. You know, when I go skiing, uh, when I when I used to ski, but uh, we would, you know, you, you have an edible or something, or you have something in the morning, and then you, you we would. I love skiing uh, with a with a nice little buzz on, and um, you know, you can you can take some uh, some cannabis oil and 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 has it has it effect as you're going out for whatever your exercise or post exercise. I mean, the, the the main thing is people are exercising and 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 getting active while using cannabis, which flies in the face of so many of the things people told you growing up. Absolutely. And part of the reason why people don't stay active, people don't engage in these kinds of activities, is that they're held back by pain. So if there's something that can offer a little bit of relief um, for people to get out and do these things, not only will it keep them fit, but it'll help them to do something that they they enjoy and then will take their mind uh, off of whatever suffering they have at the moment. All right, uh, some unfortunate news that we'll end with, but uh, more layoffs in the cannabis space. Uh, This one company we're going to talk about, over 200, and that might not be all. Organogram Holdings. Yeah, we talked about them last time around. They were uh, uh, slapped on the wrist over Trailer Park, but Right. um, So, you know what? I'm not going to make the connection, um, but let's make the connection that, uh, you know, these cannabis companies here in Canada are so handcuffed that that they can't even do something as, as simple as try and build a little bit of business with some branding. Um, besides the point, I guess, Organogram Holdings is cutting its workforce by 25%. Um, they're based out of Moncton, New Brunswick. So that's uh, equal to the shedding of 220 employees. They say it's due to prevailing market conditions. Uh, that would, of course, include the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the fact that we're in a bit of a recessionary downturn right now. Um, but, you know, prevailing market conditions, again, is, companies are handcuffed a little bit. And, uh, you know, we were all watching the industry just grow and expand, um, perhaps a little too big. The, uh, the bubble did burst there. And uh, we're starting to see a more a lean workforce uh, across the board, really. Organogram saying, too, that it's going to uh, not be producing its capacity of cannabis. So, uh, so they're trying to find, I guess, that happy market there for what people are actually going to buy. Their uh, p- p- portfolio of recreational brands include uh, Edison Cannabis Company, Anchor Organics, and Trailblazer. 
Um, so a couple of big names in there. Now, they're not the first company, of course, and likely won't be the last company to to lay off a lot of workers. We've seen Aurora Cannabis and Canopy Growth lay off employees, and we're also seeing them restructure. So we're looking at, um, at them changing up their organization, changing up their philosophies, uh, and really changing up the way that they do business to try and capture that elusive cannabis market that's out there and uh, to continue to to increase their sales. So we'll see what that looks like on the other side for Organogram and uh, other companies as we're moving forward. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting that uh, can different kind of cannabis companies as they're laying people off are bringing up COVID because the last time I checked the numbers, cannabis sales were up during during COVID. At least there was a spike, and I don't think there's been a drastic decline. I think I think COVID unfortunately becomes a convenient excuse for for some companies to throw in there. Uh, you know, at, without admitting that they just went too big too fast for a lot of companies in the cannabis. And I'm not saying specifically organic but a lot of companies in the cannabis space um, you know so many people were guilty of it of going too big too fast and now unfortunately paying the price whereas some of the other people that kind of slid in slowly or waited to get in seem to be doing a bit better and it, it's a, that's a really interesting observation because it's something that we've seen in other industries too where companies who have to make some difficult choices when it comes to the number of employees or whatever strategic direction they've made tend to point to that very convenient excuse that there's a pandemic happening right now. Um, so, you know, once, uh, once we're moved on past this fingers crossed and in the next, uh, the next little while, uh, it will be interesting to see what the next excuse is. <laughs> no doubt, David, uh, feel better, stay well. I hope the uh, medical cannabis arrives soon and we will chat next week. Thanks very much. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. The Cannabis and Hemp Expo comes your way October 3rd and 4th. Uh, still have a lot of summer to enjoy before that. Just want you to keep it in mind. It will take place at the Edmonton Expo Center, and we'll be there. The Cannabis 101 podcast uh, will be uh, on location and uh, doing some uh, streaming and recording, and you can be a part of the show if you would like to come down and visit us. You can get more information at www.cannabishempexpo.com. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your soda. <laughs> and beyond. Be careful with that, man. Is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> So today's cannabis character is uh, something uh, a little bit different. Um, oftentimes, I'll pick somebody from a movie or a TV show, um, but I would love to explore more cannabis characters in books. I'd love to read more books about cannabis character or, or books about, um, you know, the character that, uh, you know, has a... Uh, 
some sort of uh, connection to cannabis. If you do know some, please uh, do let me know. Uh, hit me up, uh, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. And I'm going with a comic book character today, and I didn't know who this was, but it's uh, Captain Cannabis, uh, and it's created by Vern Andrew. He created the character, and this I'm getting my information from the uh, CanadianComicBooks.com, fandom.com. Um, created the first, uh, the comic book character in the 1970s and get this official copyright certificate, certificate dated April 20th, 1977, big 420 there. So captain cannabis, AKA Halbert lighter gets his superpowers from a joint of intragalactic weed. He finds one day while waiting for his lady, Marion Jones in keeping with the cerebral effects of puffing. Powers involve mind over matter, but to gain them, Hal must first learn to control his thoughts. A daunting task for this love-stuck slacker. So the first issue came out in uh, in 1977, as mentioned, and then the second one was followed in 1978. Issue two uh, picks up uh, the story, and... There's a domain, CaptainCannabis.com. I've reached out to them because I'd love to get somebody on the show uh, and chat about that. And then there was uh, development of a, of a film, a full feature-length film. So, yeah, it's a really cool story that I'm looking forward to uh, exploring more, hopefully, down the road. Captain Cannabis, uh, the uh, comic book character. I wonder what sort of villains, uh, like, does he fight, like, battle, like, the, the people from Reefer Madness? And then he gets them high, and then they are, they, they like cannabis? The, you know, the grumpy uh, high school principal? I don't know, like, what, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious. Very curious to explore that much more. So that is our cannabis character today, Captain Cannabis. And I want to remind you that if you would like to find out more about how you and cannabis can uh, coexist and you want to save 50%, then head to lobogene.com and use the promo code cannabis101 to get your own DNA kit. Yeah, it's Lobo Genetics DNA kits, 50% off with the promo code cannabis101. You send away for the kit through lobogene.com they send it to you, you take your swab, send it back, you find out how you metabolize cannabis, are you at risk for mental health or memory issues due to THC, and then they start making strange suggestions. It really is like having your own bud tender. So use the promo code CANNABIS101 to get 50% off your DNA kit at lobogene.com. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Well, this is a site for sore eyes. Uh, my educator and the manager of the Nova Cannabis Jasper Avenue location, Chris Einson, in studio uh, with me. Man, it's yeah. been months since we were actually be able to record in the same room. Yeah, it has been quite a long time, but it's great to see you, man. Yeah, it is good to be doing this. Uh, we 
uh, you know, we tried the the Skype a little bit and a few different things, and uh, it just wasn't working. So we've uh, we're I'm retooling the video portion. We'll have that up again so you guys can see the beautiful strains that we're talking about. But it is good to be uh, chatting. Um, we are doing uh, a, a, an LP today that I really love because they're from my home province of of Manitoba. A little bit later on, uh, we're going to talk about how uh, you can use the click and collect system to get in and out at Nova Cannabis stores. We're going to talk about some ounce bags uh, that are starting to hit the market. But let's talk about lava cake from delta nine an indica dominant hybrid and as mentioned very excited to talk about a manitoba company so uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the lp delta nine who i believe were founded uh, about eight years ago 2012 yeah that's right dean uh in 2012 um Delta 9 was started by, it's a father and son team, uh, Bill and John Arbuthnot. Uh, and yeah, they obtained their license to distribute medical cannabis uh, in 2014. Uh, and they became the fourth uh, licensed producer of medical cannabis in Canada. So, uh, you know, they're trailblazers, uh, mm-hmm. OGs, I guess we could call them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they, they started with two employees, you know, father and son. And uh, now they have over 150 uh, and they got a really cool facility that uh, operates out of East Winnipeg in Manitoba. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, Canadian cannabis dream right there, right? You start out with two employees, a father and son, they have a dream mm-hmm. and it, uh, you know, turns into over 150 and, and, it, and it's not just uh, growing that, that, you know, started with two people and has grown literally into other uh, parts of the cannabis industry. Yeah, big time. So yeah, they're not just, you know, uh, growing, but uh, they, they kind of have a, a seed to, to retail sale uh, style. Um, so they have three major diversified revenue segments of their business. Uh, the first one being wholesale. Uh, they're growing their own bud and they're selling it to the provinces for recreational sales uh, to be put into stores. Uh, secondly, they have a, a retail sector where they have, uh, there's four stores in, in, in Manitoba right now. Uh, two, two new ones that just came up in Alberta. Um, so they're, you know, got their own shops, Delta nine cannabis mm-hmm. stores. Uh, and then they're also doing some business to business, uh, stuff where they're selling their proprietary pods that they've created and they, they build them in house, uh, and they're selling them to other, other businesses that want to get involved and get started. They're also selling their genetics and offering licensing and consulting. So three kind of major facets to them there. Um, yeah, they're, uh, you know, an LP kind of going in the right direction. Well, it's, it's smart because, uh, you know, they're producing their own product uh, and then in their stores, they're selling other products. So they kind of get to see, you know, what works and then, you know, what, what works for them and kind of, you know, gives them a, a kind of an insight into what's working in the industry when they want to go back to, to what they're doing. So it's, yeah. uh, it's you know, Good kind point. of a twofold uh plan i I really like that and and i really like uh the name delta nine which which actually has quite a bit of significance that maybe people don't know about when it comes to cannabis yeah um yeah and some people might too uh it's it's the chemical name of of thc uh is is delta nine tetrahydrocannabinol uh, and that's that's the primary psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. Um, a lot of times you'll see it with like a, a triangle mm-hmm. uh, with a nine, and I believe that's that's on their logo too. Yep. But that's how it can be written out chemically is that that delta will be a, a little triangle shape with a little nine beside it. Right. Um, so yeah, just a kind of a throwback to the the chemical name of, of THC. Uh, and also, I was thinking it might have something to do with uh, there's a lot of delta uh, like deltas in the the rivers mm-hmm. uh, in Manitoba. 
Uh, so maybe it's a throwback to the province too. It, it possibly, there's water, water everywhere in uh, Manitoba. But I'll tell you, I didn't know what Delta 9 meant uh, until we had talked about these guys once before. So um, I, it was like, I'm like, oh, Delta 9, that's interesting. I went to a Delta 9 store when I was in Manitoba and I didn't know about that. And so I think that's kind of a, a cool thing for, you know, for cannabis enthusiasts and and they'll, they'll know that. For those that are new to the cannabis, it's kind of maybe something for them, you know, that's like, oh, that's a neat little hook and kind of maybe, maybe leads them to learn a little bit more about the plant as well, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that it's, um, yeah, if anyone's kind of you know curious or you're just getting new new to cannabis, like there's tons of information online, mm-hmm. uh, places like Le- Leafly and For know, sure. Seed Finder and WikiLeaf, uh, these great websites with all kinds of information and cool stories and, you know, backgrounds and genetics and um, yeah, so if someone did, you know does want to you know learn a little more, you know it's out there. You there know? is so much. I I just uh, I just it's amazing how much you you literally can learn something new every day yeah. about the uh, the cannabis plant. And, and what what I learned about lava cake and, and delta nine in general, good value. I mean, this three and a half tub, just over three and a half grams, uh, just over twenty dollars. That's really good value for how good it looks yeah yeah for sure um i i've been a big fan of the brand delta nine for sure i've tried uh quite a few of their their products i've tried their lemon meringue super lemon haze their lemon skunk uh, i'm a big fan of their twist pre-rolls mm-hmm. uh, their whiteout was really nice their cali mist was great uh but i gotta say lava cake's my favorite so far that, that's right. been kind of yeah, it's a bold statement, but it, it, it's true. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of lava cake, how it tastes, how it looks. It's got that nice, like, purple tinge to it. Um, the flavor's really nice. The high is awesome. Uh, so definitely a big big fan of Delta 9. I think um, good, great value. You get great quality mm-hmm. can, cannabis for, for uh, a really nice price. Uh, 100%. Okay, so let's let's talk about lava cake, uh, your favorite. And, you know, where do we where do we what do we know about lava cake? Where does it come from? What's its lineage? Yeah, so um, lava cake. Lava cake's parents. Uh, it's got kind of got to two real like appetizing parents. Uh, mm. Great pie, uh, crossed with uh, thin mint GSC, and that's Girl Scout cookies. Right. So real tasty genetics there, um, and and with grape pie, I mean it's uh, it's cherry pie cr- crossed with grape stomper. Wow. Yeah. Any anything grape or purple? Uh, Blueberry. I, yeah. yeah. Like those are those kind of flavor profiles. Just e- even if it's in the name, you got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. Blueberry particular is delicious, man. It is. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's that's great pie. Uh, and then the Thin Mint GSC is is of course the legendary Sativa Durban Poison. Uh, crossed with an OG Kush, uh, so really kind of classic genetics in there. Um, kind of does equal out to a seventy percent indica, thirty mm-hmm. percent sativa. So uh, definitely indica indica leaning hybrid. Um, and yeah, it's it's known for its you know delicious uh, flavor profile and it's extremely relaxing high. Um, definitely worth checking out, guys. If uh, you're looking for a new strain, go and get yourself some lava cake. All right, so it is uh, from a Delta Nine and. When we're looking at uh, the website, it's uh, delta9.ca. Uh, uh, lots of stuff going on at this website. Uh, like, you're, you're, it's going to catch your attention. 
There's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also have uh, uh, kind of a neat, uh, like an, almost like an investor's tab where they have some cool stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to that website, uh, delta9.ca, it's, you know, kind of for their, initially it's for the retail stores. So you can kind of see, pick a location, see what cannabis they've got. And it's not just Delta 9. They've got other, other brands on there. Uh, but that investors tab, uh, I, I've checked out a few of the investor tabs on a few different LP sites and man, you get some real neat information first, the, right on the homepage of the investors, uh, site, uh, is an amazing video, uh, just really showing, um, the company, uh, like everything. And it, and it's, it was just really well done, really put, well put together. I feel like kudos to the production team that that did that video right. it got, got me excited made me want to go check out their facility um yeah so it was uh, worth checking out too guys if you're curious about delta nine uh yeah check out that investors uh that that video on there it's really cool all right delta nine dot ca uh thc on this 17.8 percent uh, we'll get into where that falls in 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 what our recommendation would be in a little bit, but that's a you know a nice uh, healthy level of yeah. of THC for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think for me like fifteen to you know whatever whatever in the twenties is is kind of my range. Yeah, um, yeah like I, I've smoked some fifteen percent stuff that rocked me. Yep. Uh, where I think the the misconception that some people do come into the store saying, Hey, if it's not 25 or higher, I don't want it. I yeah. don't want it. It's not going to get me high. It's unfortunate because there's plenty of cannabis, as we've said, punches well above its THC yeah. level. Right. Yeah, so, so this sure. will be uh, a very comfortable one. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. What's in a name uh, when you hear lava cake, what's going through your mind? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's delicious. It's, it's that ooey gooey, you know, tasty dessert treat. Uh, so the, the name is kind of like a, it's a trade name. It's meant to appetize the public. Uh, I, I feel like much like their lemon meringue, uh, strain, mm-hmm. right. Uh, it's just kind of get people going. People love that chocolatey gooey lava cake. Uh, and, uh, and there, there is a, you know, a bit of a flavor and scent profile that kind of is reminiscent of, of a chocolate lava cake. So I think that's kind of where it started. Um, but yeah, definitely just, just to kind of get people excited. Uh, well, I'm definitely excited for sure. And now I'm going to starting to get hungry as <laughs> well. When we look at it, uh, the look of this, uh, the, the first thing for me that stands out is that it's a standard plastic tub that could probably be half its size. Yeah, yeah. Or at least a, a quarter less. Like it just, it seems like it could be smaller. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're tubs. Uh, so the, the 3.5 that we just got of this lava cake, uh, uh, came in a, in a newer size and it, they kind of made their packages just a little bit taller than they were before. Weird. Uh, yeah. And it, so it's a bit overdone. Like I, I definitely feel like I, I got a seven gram of the lava cake uh, earlier today and uh, that could easily fit could, in the three it, and a f- half gram tub. And then some. Yeah. So it, it might even fit in the old three and a half gram tub. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of a, a bit of a bummer, but uh, you know I'm, I'm sure they had the reasons for for guess, the change. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll never know <laughs> unless they tell us. I don't yeah. know, uh, but anyway, it, th- that's the only uh, critique as far as the look of the actual bud. It looks delicious. Like Hells, immediately, yeah. it's yeah. just uh, uh, I don't know. The the purple just jumped out at me. Yeah, uh, tremendous, right? Like um, yeah, we got some dark green buds there uh, with like purple flecks throughout, and it's it's a, it's apparent. You've got a, a nice purple bud there. Yeah. Um, dark pistols to it. Um, excellent trichome coverage too. Yeah. Uh, when I put my, uh, my spotlight on it, uh, just crystallizing. Yeah. Sh- just shine. lights up. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, like, like a disco ball. Like a, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say flashing a, a flashlight off of a disco ball. You just see it all yeah. jumping all over the place. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Because uh, like, before I had tried smoking it, I was so excited just with the look of it alone. Yeah, isn't that amazing? When yeah. you, and, and it feels good. Like it's, uh, it doesn't, cr like you need a grinder for this. When you when you get your cannabis and you don't need a grinder and it crumbles in your hands, that's not good. This is uh, soft, nerfy, spongy, and looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say you need a grinder for this. Uh, one of my guys at work, uh, William, he had mentioned that he picked some up uh, yesterday too. And he says he put a couple nugs in his grinder and his grinder wouldn't get going because it was just that thick, thick and gooey yeah. and resinous. Yes. And like, uh, so I mean, he eventually did manage to break through yeah. it and grind it up, but it's that's that's great to hear. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. you know you got some good stuff. Uh, and, it, and it smells nice too. It's got like a... Um, a, 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 some distinct flavors and then little hints of vanilla almost or cream. Yeah, definitely. That vanilla is there just kind of slightly. It's just like a little, a little touch, but I, I think for me, the, the main smells are it's, it's sweet and it's fruity. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I feel like it's kind of got like a creamy overtone. It kind of reminds me of like, uh, like ice cream or, you yeah, know, yeah, like vanilla ice cream, yeah, right? Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Yeah. that. Yeah, smells really nice. Yeah, though. it does smell good, uh, great indeed. Okay, so uh, the terpene profiles. We love to give people the terpene profiles because it's part of the entourage effect that really has an impact on how you are affected by cannabis. And we should point out everybody is a little bit different when it comes to cannabis, but terpenes are great. And they also have so many other benefits to people Unfortunately, the, the terpene profile for this strain wasn't readily available. Yeah, I, I tried for for quite a bit to track down some some terpenes for for lava cake uh, yeah, to no avail. I, uh, so what I, what I did was I, I did a bit of research on on uh, the other genetics to it, the, the parents right. the parent strains, um, and also just based off of me smoking it and, and um, you flavors, know, yeah, things the, like that. What kind of what, what I feel. Um, and the, the ones that I gathered uh, were, were myrcene, uh, linalool, uh, limonene, and caryophylline. Mm. Uh, those four, I feel, you know, based with what, what's in grape pie and what's in thin mint GSC, and also um, what I'm tasting when I hit the lava cake. Right. Um, yeah, so caryophylline would be that uh, spicy, peppery yeah, taste. That's right. That that's black mine. pepper, that's yeah. your fave. Yeah. Um, the limonene is going to be citrus and yeah. kind of that sweet fruitiness. Uh, linalool is the floral yeah. uh, aspect to it. Uh, and then myrcene uh, can be kind of an earthier. Uh, right. Yeah. All right. So desired effect, as mentioned, uh, everybody's different. Uh, I could get really energetic and uh, giggly. Uh, you could fall asleep if we yeah. uh, consume this. Everybody's so different. What is the kind of general desired effect that, that you've read about and, and your desired yeah. effect that you've received? Totally. So it, it's definitely a, a powerfully sedating high that, that calms both the, both the mind and the body um, fully. It's it's very chill, this strain. Uh, I, I found like waves of relaxation. Uh, they kind of just hit you as you just get, get into chilling on your couch. Mm -hmm. uh, there is definitely a slight lift uh, at the initial onset, you know, uh, a uh, little bit of a buzz to it. And then just everything kind of mellows right out uh, within a couple of minutes afterwards. Um, so not not a creeper high, right? This no. is going to kind of show up right away and then kind of mellow as you go? Yep, 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 for sure. Well said, Dean. Um, I, I found a lot of feelings of euphoria when I smoked this stuff. I don't know. I put a lot of cannabis does that for me. But mm -hmm. this stuff, you know, had me smiling, had me in a good mood. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, 
definitely relaxing on the body though. That's that's worth you know checking out uh, for sure. And then also, guys, uh, prepare for the munchies. Yes. And possibly napping on the couch. Well, it's if it uh, you know is called lava cake, and you're starting to think about that, and then you hit it, you're you're definitely going to want something on hand. <laughs> uh, you know, get it ahead of time. Don't be having to like walk to Sev or whatever convenience store mm. to get it. Be prepared a little bit. <laughs> okay, the three W's: who, what, and when is this good for? Yeah. So, so who it's good for? Um, I think it's good for like a, a level two, if we're talking out of our level three level system. Uh, it's a good stepping stone from like a, you know, level one to level two. So you've been in level one for a little bit. You've been checking out some kind of like lower to mid-range THCs and some balanced ones and you want to kind of step it up. Um, I don't think that this, this lava cake is going to be uh, too, too intense for, for a newer consumer that, you know, if, if they have too much of it. Um, you might just take a little nap on the couch and, and be a little quiet and mm-hmm. introspective. Um, you're not going to, you know, freak out or, you know, the world is ending. Uh, you'll, That's you'll, right. You'll be all right. Um, so I definitely think that, uh, you know, it's good for, you know, just a level like 1.5 and up. Good um, point. Yeah. Uh, what it's good for, uh, chilling out, watching movies or shows. Uh, I do think that, you know, if we're going to break down what kind of movies and shows, uh, I think funny ones is, is good with lava cakes and some Seth Rogen, maybe a little half-baked. Um, definitely a, a cannabis movie, I think, would be <laughs> ideal. Bust out some old Up and Smoke or something yeah. like that, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, I like how you mentioned that. And last week we talked about... You know, maybe watch a thought-provoking show. Yeah. With this one, don't try to solve the murder in the murder <laughs> mystery that you're watching yeah. because uh, this is just more of a uh, giggle. Not Don't be Nancy Drew in this one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good to, like, just shut the brain off, yeah. keep things calm. Um, I think also it'd, it'd be good for uh, arts and crafts or being creative, too. Sure. Because uh, you just kind of let it flow, right? Yeah, you kind of turn, turn the uh, thinking part of your brain off, the conscious part of your brain, and just... Mm-hmm. See what happens and let the creativity take over. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's super nice. Uh, as for the Wendine, uh, I think uh, after dinner, evening time uh, is super nice. Um, also, uh, right after having some uh, some too high of THC sativa. Uh, oh, hit, yeah. <laughs> uh, recently, I went and uh, I went and picked up uh, a three pack of some Boaz. Uh, green Kraken. So deadly. 23% and yeah. one of those knocked me out. Yeah. Well, so for me, I, I, I had one of them and uh, I literally kind of, I had a bit of like a anxiety attack. I was just like, my heart was pounding. I started thinking about all this stuff and all the stuff I need to get done. And got a little carried away. I got a little carried away. And, uh, you know, I was, I was on the phone with my lady and, uh, and she'd kind of commented like, are you okay? And I, and I brought it up to her though. I said like, here's the deal. I just smoked this high THC sativa and I am, my mind is buzzing and I'm racing and I've got this anxiety. Bringing it up actually made me feel so much better. And I was like, I mellowed right out after bringing it up to her. And, but my, my thought was, I need some Indica. That's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, went into my place, rolled up some lava cake and it, it helped a lot. It, it mellowed me right awesome. out because I was kind of in a real bad head place. I was a little too buzzy. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, it, that doesn't often happen to you, but... It kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? It kind of got you. Like, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it was almost this. You took too much, man. You took too much, oh, too much. Yeah, oh, but, but I love how you went to a nice calming indica. Yeah. 
to, yeah. to relax somebody. So, you yeah. know, if, if you, if, and that's the other thing. If, you, if you're having a stressful day and provided you have not, not a lot going on, you don't have to be, drive anywhere or something like that, this could be like uh, just a, hey, it's going to like take a half an hour chill here and have a little bit. You don't have to have a whole joint. You yeah. can have a small bowl, whatever it might be. Yeah. Relax you a little bit. I like that. Uh, that's good. That's good advice. Uh, <laughs> I, I would advise people that uh, to to relax a little bit. This would be a perfect strain for it because it sounds like um, you just kind of want to chill and let everything float away. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much it, man. It's it's super relaxing. Right Definitely on. keeps things calm. All right. So I tasted it out, and uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm I'm a sucker for anything kind of blueberry or, or, or purplish. I just get that. We were talking before about those candies you used to get those gushers. Yeah. It just uh, it's got just got that uh, you know purple blueberry uh, fruity taste to it right off the bat. Like it just hits you right in the face almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely enjoyable. Um, yeah, that fruity and sweet taste for sure. Uh, do you notice any kind of like floralness yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's, I'm telling you, I'm starting to notice linalool a lot more yeah. and I'm starting to be able to pick that out because, yeah. uh, like I always tell you, it reminds me of that flower garden and stuff. So definitely uh, hints of some, some floral hints in there. Yeah. And I, I do think too, uh, it's a smooth smoke. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, that was something that I, I wrote down in my notes. Um, no, it's loved, in good shape. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, the cannabis is in good shape. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a surprise when you get that dry brittle stuff and it burns your throat. This stuff is in good shape. It's been well taken care of. That's what makes it so smooth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well done a Delta nine. Yes, no doubt. So that is a lava cake from Delta nine, an Indica dominant hybrid, picked it up using the click and collect method at Nova cannabis. You go to the Leafly website, find your Nova store, make your uh, selection and then, uh, pick it up and pay for it in the store. And some of the things that you guys have are some pretty affordable ounce bags. You know, I had the original stash reserve half ounce mm -hmm. and there's some other uh, ounce bags that are, that are coming onto the market too. Yeah, for sure. We're starting to see a lot more and more options and we're starting to see more customers come in saying, you know, what are your ounce bag options? Uh, a lot of people are looking for that. Uh, reason being, uh, Price-wise, you're getting yeah, you're getting value there. You know, you're getting uh, 28 grams uh, of cannabis. You know, anywhere from 110 to 140 dollars uh, plus tax. So, you know, you're spending you know under five bucks a gram. Yeah. Um, and so the the brands that we've seen so far with the ounce bags, uh, Pure Sun Farms, they've done an indica, sativa, and a hybrid, and they're not quite sharing. You know what's in it uh, and i think that allows them the ability to move, yeah. to move and shift if they if they need to right original stash did that uh hexo did that as yep. well right and and i think that's good because you have an excess of this and let's instead of letting it go to waste let's uh let it go at an affordable price yeah. in, in bulk form yeah absolutely um and I, th I think too they're probably protecting themselves too like if, they, if they're growing a strain um you know that they sell in 3.5 grams um, I think if, if you're going to have those big bulk bags, you're going to cannibalize the sales of, right. of that one strain right. because yeah. why would I buy it for this when the, you know, so, uh, I get it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's been great. Uh, oh, also trailer park buds. That's, yeah. that's another ounce, uh, bag, um, that was on the market and is no longer. And they, they kind of got their hands slapped, right? Yeah. I think they got in trouble with the, well, uh, they did, the, yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but we. Oddly enough, I did see them uh, available to order for next week. So I think I think what we're doing is we're selling off, getting rid of what what was sold, oh, okay. what was sold to, okay. to Alberta. 
so I, I might have some trailer park buds uh, next week. All right. But uh, they will be rebranding with a different correct. name. That's correct, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. as soon as I saw that name and logo, I'm like, that, how did that get through, first of all, and <laughs> whatever. But th they'll be back. And, 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 the, and the important thing is that they'll be back in ounce forms. Yeah. And yeah. it was good butt, too. Yeah, for sure it was. Uh, all three of the, the brands, the Pure Sun Farms, the Original Stash, and the Trailer Park Buds, uh, good quality. Like, a lot of people have come in saying, like, I, you know, I was expecting shake. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're getting, you know, good, nice, good buds, you yeah. know, medium-sized buds in there, for sure. Um, yeah, all, all the ounce bags that I've gotten in the past have been really nice. Uh, and then Daily Special, too. Um, and that's kind of a, a brand from the Aurora line. Uh, they're going to be coming out with a 28-gram package, too. So mm -hmm. um, they've been selling 15-gram packages, and that's been a huge hit. Uh, really good price point on that. Uh, and I think the main the main reason for these big bags is, is you know, they're looking to compete with the black market and try, sure. try and phase that out. For sure. So, uh, because it, in a lot of cases, and uh, people uh, that I've talked to and the, you know, the price that, uh, that used to be out there, this is, is, is under that. So, yeah. uh, that's the thing, affordability and quality, you know, and, and, and for some people, affordability is ahead of, of quality right now. Money is, is tight. And mm -hmm. the good thing is though, that you're going to be getting more choices as we go. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, other, everybody's going to have to dive into this uh, to be able to compete with everybody else. So yeah. there's going to be more choices available. It's not just going to be the few, which have been great, but it's nice. It'd be nice to, you know, be able to grab some Tantalus Labs ounce bags oh. or something like that at yeah. time, right? Totally. We actually did get 15 gram bags from oh, Tantalus Labs. there you Labs. go. Yeah. So they're on the way probably. Yeah, for sure. I think in like, in, you know, six months from now, we're, yeah. we're going to have uh, at least a dozen different LPs with ounce bags. I, yeah. I feel like everyone's transitioning to that so uh super positive for you know what's coming down the pipe right on and you can find that uh on the leafly website uh find your nova store click and collect uh, less time in the store for you uh protects the bud tenders and everybody is a lot safer so that's lava cake from delta 9 an indica dom hybrid and man it looks and tastes delicious chris thanks for coming out great to see you again yeah dean thanks for having me buddy is the business of cannabis a joint venture between the green generation co and the cannabis 101 podcast bringing you the latest bud biz buzz Once again, joined by Malka LaBelle from the Green Gen Co. GreenGenCompany.com is where you can find more great green ideas. Melka, how are things today on uh, what seems to be like a gorgeous day where you are? It is. I am staring at the uh, Lake Okanagan, which is my happy place. Uh, it couldn't be more beautiful. Awesome. And I love the topic that we're starting off with today because I am uh, just as confused as you seem to be about this. And, and we're talking about why the black market is still operating in plain sight and getting away with it. I often wonder about these online companies that uh, pop yeah. up and, and I think that's easier to or harder to track down when it's online, but you're actually talking about physical spaces. <laughs> Yeah, in plain sight along a major highway that RCMP are driving on, uh, like, in the same kilometer stretch. Uh, so I have no idea. Like, I mean, we're out, we're out here every year, and apparently this is 
in all parts of the province, particularly in and out of this region, I've heard. Um, but honestly, they're like, you know, they look like pop-up shops, I guess is the best way to describe them. These ATCO-style trailers or small buildings that don't look very permanent. Um, you know, just off the side of the highway, they got lots of signage. I mean, it's not permanent signage, but you can definitely see and pretty, tell pretty quick what they're doing and what they're selling. Um, you know, we, <laughs> checking them out, you see they're very much like traditional head shops. They have a, you know, a person that clearly knows the product. <laughs> so talking about the wonderful scents and where it's grown and weighing it on scale so you can see how much it actually is. It was crazy. Like, I was like, this is, I was both awed, amazed, shocked, and abhorred all at the same time. You know, I once, this was pre-legalization, went to Victoria and went into a, uh, um, I guess, yeah, I'd call it a, a head shop at the time. It was some sort of uh, medical form that I had to fill out. But anyway, right. it was the same thing. They had that, and and I bought these giant joints compared to the you know some of the pre rolls that you can get now. These were were giant, but that was pre legalization. So I you know I I kind right. of understood, and I was I was glad that it was there. I'm so surprised that this is happening, and shocked that these places are still allowed to run. Yeah, it sounds like they're like I don't know what the word is, but they're they're quite well organized. The sense you know. I mean, they're not using debit, you know, they're not using debit at the door, like some of the um, the online and delivery dispensaries are. So like, there's in you know, where I'm from in Calgary, you can Google, you know, Calgary, you know, pot delivery and get 50, you know, hits, uh, all organized in lovely apps that tell you how long they take, what their menus are. They, they're literally mixed in with the legal retailers, like on these, on these apps. So from a consumer standpoint, they, the consumer's education level on the topic is they don't necessarily know that, that any of this is illegal. The only way you would actually really know that what you were buying or what you were participating in was a, a black market activity was it doesn't have an excise stamp, like the tax stamp, which is on legal products. Or, and it doesn't have the packaging, which has no information about it on, as well. So like from a consumer's perspective, they would have no idea. And the question for me is, well, like, so how is this perpetuating? Because um, there's, there should be an incentive to bring them, down, you know, to close this side of the business. Um, but my question is, why isn't that happening? You know, if it's so easily out in the open like it is, my hypothesis is that, like, either the punishment is not that severe, because really, if you look into the laws, like, what is it? It's, you have more than a certain amount of possession per person. Like everyone can carry up to 30 grams of, uh, uh, on person at any time. So it becomes a matter of, okay, so if you have three people in this building or this ASCO trailer and there's, you know, three times 30, then as long as you're under that, so you don't have a possession issue. Right. I guess it's a transaction thing. Well, what's the, I don't know what the strictest, what the laws are around, you know, trafficking now that there's the, it's part of it is legal. So I guess it's sort of like this, maybe a loophole, I don't know, or the enforcement, just, you know, the local RCMP or whatever, they just don't care. They don't have, there aren't enough stakes in it for them. I'm not sure. Or maybe they're in on it. I have no idea, but it seems really bizarre. Yeah. You know, I, I once watched a documentary, um, and, and it was about uh, it, the the legalization or, or um, whatever the rules were in New York, and it wasn't really legal. You could grow it, 
and you could smoke it, um, but you couldn't buy it. And um, I think it, I think it was New York State. So what this guy was doing was selling T-shirts and then throwing in like an eighth, whatever. Right. What, they, what the person oh, pizza per, boxes. right? Yeah, you know, like what? <laughs> like if I charge you forty dollars for this T-shirt, and then also there's like a quarter ounce of weed in there. Well, that yeah. you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm gifting you that weed because you, know, you purchased a T-shirt. That's how people sometimes get around it, I guess. I know. Well, this place, there was no teacher. <laughs> Anyways, but you know what? Here's the thing is that I think the people that are doing that, first of all, they're they're, they were pioneers at one time, and now they're just blatantly, they're doing something very blatant. But we need those people on the legal side. So this is, this is my approach to this. Is this isn't, they aren't doing anything wrong in the sense that, you know, they know and love the plant that they which they sell. They're passionate salespeople. They're passionate bud tenders. They know their product knowledge really well. But what they need is a pathway to make it legal. They probably have no idea how to become a legal entity. And that's the problem. There is that doesn't exist. There is no manual on how to go from the legacy side to the legal side. I mean we've talked about some of the case studies where of clients that I'm working with that have done that. But in looking at what those operators and growers really need is you know a promise that they get to do what they love, that are and they're kept safe, like they're not going to get thrown under the bus, right, for past activities or whatever, and they're compensated well so that they don't turn around and fall out the back, back door. So I think that if we somehow created a society or a structure that had some bridges and some and some safety that just made it appealing and incentivized that group to do it on the legal side instead of the illegal side i think that's really what it all that it's going to take i think so i think there's um there's a lot of potential um out there right now in the gray market uh, that that could be used uh, in the legal market and and I, you know i hope that transition continues to happen and you know um bridges are built uh, uh, to be able to bring some of those people over not obviously not everybody but uh, there are a lot of people doing a lot of good things in that space all right let's move on to change makers and uh, i'm really loving this i checked out the website herbalgoods.life um these um i guess you just call them uh, just beautiful joints that's the only thing uh, that's the first thing i see when i when i pop that website up uh, i'm really excited about this company yeah, so this, so my uh, existence with these, what I know about these guys is that, you know, they sort of found this bizarro niche of simplicity and really cool urban, like, design, like from a, like from a visually appealing standpoint, but also simplicity and like the simple things in life, you know, and looking at trends. So like one of the things that I, you know, I do is in my, in my industry is, my industry is I look at what's the up and coming trends, the the mega trends or the whatever like that's part of the intelligence that i like to understand and one of the really big categories in the space is all about like um it's called uh, approachable luxury so it's like you know it's, it's not having the 20 foot yacht but it's like being in a small sailboat and getting the same experience but you don't own a 20 foot yacht so this is the concept is these are these little the pre-roll cone so it doesn't actually have any cannabis in it it's literally just a smoking accessory, which means it, has, it doesn't have any of the barriers or costs involved with having a legal cannabis product. And because our world is so moving so fast and things are so crazy and hectic, this is the sort of an implement 
of simplicity that literally helps you slow the pace down. And we all know that cannabis, for a lot of people, that's what they use it for. They use it to, to slow their mind down, to focus. But this is almost like a, a beautiful wrapping paper and enhances the experience because it's an all-natural, it's called an ebony leaf cone that has, um, is hand-tied and has a corn husk filter. So it's, there's no glue, there's no like additives. Um, so Herbal Goods Go, they just make herbal simple goods very simple things. And this is one of them that just really makes your, when you're using it, it's so simple, it's not expensive, but it really helps you slow down and gives you that feeling of luxury in a small cost and small like outlay or, of, of things, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I love the uh, look of, of these. And uh, so, you know, you just, uh, I guess this is something that uh, um, like retail outlets would uh, might want to bring into to their uh, system, and then you know listeners of this uh, podcast can go out and find them because uh, there you know there's lots of different uh, you know from from the uh, simplest uh, uh, rolling papers uh, to these beautiful wrapped cones uh, that are, yeah. uh, are 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 you know something that um, you know I, I look at and I think uh, you know what I I have a, a beautiful uh, barbecue plan for Friday night after it. I'm going to have one of these as a nice celebration because they just look so special. Yeah. It's like, you're right. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's an implement or it's an item to elevate the experience. It doesn't cost a lot. Uh, it will be available in stores across the country. I know their distribution is, is heading out there. And right now um, they're looking, you can buy them online from their website, like tax of five. I think they come in for oh, cool. on their website. Um, yeah, you can buy them just re- regular be like retail channels or other online, and they'll be available. Yeah, in stores hopefully very soon. So it's just a, a simple way to you know slow the experience down. It's not complicated. It doesn't mean you have to roll. That's the other cool thing we talked about before. Rolling is hard for a lot of people. It's a cone, so you really just have to kind of sprinkle it in, you know, yeah, you and just, then yeah. just, and that pack it down, pack it down, and yeah. you're ready to go. Good to go. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, these look really good, and I love the fact that you can uh, uh, order them in uh, five packs, and that they'll be in stores uh, very soon. And the website is herbalgoods.life. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, trying those out uh, because uh, you know I'm I'm this is perfect for me. I'm not a roller. I use cones regularly, so exactly I know exactly how to pack these, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, talk about what it means to be green. And today we're talking about the green field and the new opportunities that are out there for us right now. Yeah, so I am a big believer and optimist, right? Like I am a glass half um, full all the time, even especially in this COVID time. I, I feel that this, this time that we're in, it's a catalyst for change. Things are happening, not what we have expected. And I get up every day and literally am excited with how the, of the possibilities of the day. Like, I don't even know what they are, but I'm just excited that they could exist. <laughs> so when I, when I think about that, um, you know, we're, we're really on the brink of a new world uh, with COVID. We've now learned a couple of things. One of them is, is cannabis is going to be here to stay. It's not a passing fad. And it isn't just about getting high. We've now sort of learned it's an essential need for many people to function. Uh, without causing harm to themselves or others, which is key in part, um, which other essential services may not have the same, like other excises like alcohol and tobacco may not have the same claim. Um, but I would like to say that, you know, the cannabis industry literally and figuratively is a green field of opportunity waiting to be unlocked. 
Um, there's so much that we just haven't even gotten to yet that it may happen in other countries, maybe not. We just don't even know. Like, it's so early. Um, and I, I, I talk, when I talk to people about, like, you know, understanding the industry as a, as a, on a macro level, you know, how does it look? And a lot of people talk about, well, maybe a commodity and all this stuff. And, yeah, right. Okay. That, that is one way of thinking about it. Um, sure. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I think of it, like, you know, you know the expression in Alberta, like Leduc number one, right? What mm-hmm. was Leduc number one, Dean? What's that? Sorry? Leduc number one. Do you know what Leduc number one was? I don't know what is. Oh, the the very first uh, oil, Derek, in uh, exactly. in Alberta? Or oil yes, site? exactly. Yeah, so that was in the 40s, right? 1940s. Right. And at the time, you know, they were, holy shit, we struck oil. Yeah. And it's everywhere. So we're in like, you know, three years after that. Of Leduc number one, which right, means that we're right. at the very beginning of a very massive, changing the way we do everything kind of industry, and that's very exciting. And I, I, I use that as a frame of reference, um, and I think that that is a much healthier way, a green way, um, but it's an exciting way to think about what's in front of us. Um, and I actually really found this cool website. Uh, Ideas.com, Ideas, like H I G H, which is just a place where you can plug in your ideas. And people enter, it's not publicly shared. It's just sort of a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a chance to sort of get your ideas vetted or connected with people that can turn them into businesses. I think that's the concept. But it's like ideas are things that came to me, for me, I think of it as what, when I'm high, literally, I get all these crazy ideas. But sometimes I'll write them down or, you know, record them and like go back and like, wait, that wasn't so nuts. Like maybe this is something we, if I could do. So I found this lesson. I was like, you know, it reminds me of like a box of chocolates. You just never know which, which one you're going to get or which one's going to be the good one. Mm-hmm. So I think the Greenfield opportunity right now, everything's on the table. We have a lot of ideas that are out there and none of them are bad. We just have to figure out what's commercial, what's good and where the new opportunities are going to take us. Yeah, I, I like the concept. I was checking out that website and there's like, you know, nobody seems afraid of uh, throwing something against the wall and see what sticks. Like there is some, you know, really out there stuff and since some really stuff that I think, wow, I think I think that's actually something that, that could work. And, um, you know, I, I always go, this is a concept I used to use. So when I was in late night radio, I would get off the air at midnight. I would get home about 1230. I would, you know, roll a joint. I would have, uh, you know, my relaxation joint, uh, you know, and, and instead of a, a three fingers of whiskey or whatever it might have been back in the day for me. And I would start working on the next day's show. And I go by the, the I guess, the motto of, uh, you know, write high, edit sober. So I would do all my, a bunch yeah. of my prep work uh, while I was high. Then the next day I would get up and be like, okay, well, this is, uh, not going to work, but this is really cool. And you know, some I, I like you find a lot of creativity from cannabis and it's some, you know, some of my, what I feel are some of my best ideas have come when I've consumed. And that's what I love about this website. Highideas.com is that, you know, no matter how out there you think it might be, somebody else might like it. Yeah. And, and the other thing is the research potential. Like I think yes. it's not only for commercial purposes, but there's, I think there's a section on there for, you have a, something that you want to research using cannabis because now that it's legal, we could do that. Yeah. Like a lot of it, you know, and sometimes there's people that are willing to put up the money because they believe that that's also the same goal, but they sort of need a, like a push. Like some say, yeah, we were interested in that too. That's, I don't think that's happening right now. Like where there's the research is 
very much academic still are happening by the LPs. But in this case, the research could lead to unlimited potential for the industries. And just coming up with a question, like, what's the hypothesis here that we think cannabis can help with or not help with or whatever, do, and then test it. And that's the kind of thing, the way that we need to start thinking. It's not what can, we can sell, but what's, a, what's an assumption? What's a question? And then just pose it. And, and that's how the, I think that's going to draw more information and more ideas and more real true value from the industry than just getting hot. I love it. All right, Malka, go and enjoy, hopefully, a herbal goods wrap and come up with some more groundbreaking ideas uh, because I think cannabis is uh, the gateway to great ideas. That's what the way I think about it. And we will certainly chat next week. You can find uh, all the information you need at greengencompany.com. Thank you so much for uh, chatting with me again, Malka. Have a great week. Thanks, Dean. You as well. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, the hobbit's leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. So this is what we do on uh, Weed Word of the Day. We explore one slang word and one standard word. Um, you know, the slang word is fun for veterans of cannabis to see if they agree or disagree. And, um, you know, the uh, standard words are, are great for those new to cannabis uh, that you might hear people talking about and, and wonder, what is that word? And I, I would say this, if you're ever in a store and somebody tells you something that you don't understand or don't know, if they say, oh, the, the, the terpene profile in this is great, or the THC percentage is low in this, and you don't just say, I, I don't know what that is, please explain. That's their job. That's what they're there to do. And uh, most of them are really, really good at what they do. So our slang word today is green goddess. And this is a little bit obvious green obviously because of the color of uh, cannabis for the most part is green and uh, i think goddess because the best part of the cannabis plant comes from the female part the best part of cannabis comes from the female plant and the 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 article i was reading or the the page i was reading from uh said goddess because of the experience and that's true it might make you feel like a goddess um but i just think green goddess because you know the female plant gives us the best of cannabis and obviously the color. As for our standard term, I'm going with terpenes today. And uh, every once in a while, if you're listening to What's That Strain, we get Chris to explain it. He is much better at explaining that the uh, the different parts of the plant uh, than I am. He has a, a better grasp on it. But um, this is what I've been able to find and 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 think I can explain this in a, in a way that won't make you thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, it is a, a compound that is found in uh, not just cannabis, but many, many different types of plants plants it produces uh, a lot of the different smells you get with cannabis and uh, some of the terpenes protect the plant uh, while growing from herbivores fungus insects etc uh, there's uh, i think about 140 of them in the varieties of uh, cannabis strains 
Uh, when you vape at lower temperatures, you get more of the benefits and the taste of most of the terpenes. Uh, so if you're like, if you're vaping, I sometimes I put my volcano on at about, you know, 170, 175 Celsius to really get some flavor and, um, you know, get the most from some terpenes because there are some terpenes uh, that have are, are said to have had uh, some health benefits. Uh, obviously, a lot more research has to go into that. Um, but if you're getting up over 200 degrees, there's not a lot of terpene taste happening, that's for sure. Myrcene is probably the most common terpene, has an earthy, musky, kind of like cloves smell. Caryophyllene, and, and listen, I could be saying that totally wrong. I've heard a lot of people say caryophyllene or so tomato, tomato, I guess. I don't know. I, I would love to uh, get a pronunciation guide for all these terpenes, but that one's my favorite. It has like a black pepper, spicy kind of uh smell gives the cannabis a nice taste and, and smell for me so it's it's my favorite terpene that's uh, a uh, caryophylline or caryophylline uh, but there's so many are limonene uh, citrusy uh, piney you know is piney and uh, there's there's uh, there's uh, there's a lot that uh, we probably don't know a lot about but that's one of the great things about uh, research being done on the cannabis plant now is that that research is now legal it's you're researching on a legal product and we can find out uh, so many more benefits of the cannabis plant this is the cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in canada and beyond that's going to wrap things up uh, for the cannabis 101 podcast episode 54 by the way uh, we'll have one hitters but it's me it's it's going to be my wife uh my lovely wife trish asking me the one hitter questions because we didn't have a main guest this week as mentioned uh, dan uh, the man behind numo cannabis here in edmonton will join me next week scheduled to join me but uh big thanks uh, to david wiley from the oz uh for malcolm labelle from the green generation co and of course chris ianson our educator uh from nova cannabis on jasper Ave, for joining me on the program today as they usually do we're back again next week i hope you enjoyed the show if you did please subscribe and leave us a review it really helps us to improve the show and if there's a topic suggestion you would like us to explore i'd love to hear that from you i have received a few emails i am working on somebody in the uh, the cannabis uh, work industry of how to get into that and, and some suggestions. So I am working on that. I am working on some uh, medical things that I've uh, been asked about. So I do receive your uh, suggestions. I am working on those. Um, but not everybody uh, is willing to come on and talk about cannabis uh, just yet. Uh, even some of those in the cannabis industry. Um, strange. I had one person uh, ask me how many listeners I had before uh, they would come on, which is you know, thinking less, in my opinion, about how you can help other people with the plant and more about your ego. But that's another story. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you'd like to think you'd make a great guest or an interesting story, or if you'd like to be a part of the show as an advertiser, please let me know. Email me at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That's cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great rest of your week. And remember, 
it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. We leave you with Marijuana, another great song from the artist My Dead Dog. Tied to a stick, you get in.